This is a TBN UK podcast. In this series, you can hear some of the interviews from TBN Meets, where faith meets culture. Hear from Christian ministries, innovators, authors, artists, and creatives. Hello, TBN family, and welcome to TBN Meets. Today, we're joined by Richard Gamble, CEO of The Wall of Answered Prayer, with the vision to have one million bricks represent one million answered prayers. Richard featured on TBN Meets a few years ago when his team were halfway through project planning phase, and we are excited to have him back to exclusively reveal the winning design and location of this new landmark. Welcome again Hi. to TBN. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> so before we get into the project, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how God called you to start this project for those who haven't heard the story. Yeah, sure. So uh, 15 years ago, seems a long time ago, but um, just felt God tell me to carry a cross around Leicestershire to get people to think about Jesus during Easter and had a massive impact in the area. And at the time, I sensed that there was something special about it. And I just sort of prayed and said, God, what do you want me to do next? And that's when he gave me this vision of building a landmark in the heart of the nation. Uh, made up of a million bricks and every single brick representing an answered prayer. So people would be able to know that this colossal structure represents million answered prayers where Jesus has intervened in people's lives. That's amazing. And um, as we were chatting earlier, you said when you first started, people say this person's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, they're not really saying that, that as much. Now, what has been the greatest challenge? Because actually to get a vision like that is actually yeah. quite a massive thing. How, why, what, where? Like, so what's been one of your challenges along the way? Well, I, I, think, I think the challenge is credibility, really, because you start off with an idea like that and... Uh, you, you are the crazy man who, you know, what's this guy thinking? And, I, you know, I've got no land or no ability to do it other than the word of God. So for 10 years, just thinking about the idea and then knowing when God has given me the green light to go on it, which I did five years ago. And then it's just getting people on board bit by bit. And mm. so some of that is patience because some yeah. people don't come on board immediately. And and uh, some of it is just believing, yeah, God has definitely told me to do this and hanging in there. I mean, you said there's been some hard moments. What do you think was one of the kind of the hardest moments? Did you ever feel like giving up, like you were about to be like, I just don't know if this was you, God? I just, like, what no, is this? I've, I've, never, I've never had that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm utterly convinced that God is in this. And, and that level of being convinced just increases all the time. I think it's a bit like a marathon. Yeah. You know, you start a marathon and the only way to get to the end is to finish it. And so I don't feel like I've got any options to give up. That's not, mm -hmm. that's not in the playbook, you know. And, and so, you know, there have been times when, you know, we, we've, we've struggled financially. There are times when you lose friends over it or people that you think are really going to back it just don't quite get it. Mm -hmm. But then just at those times when you think, God, I really need you to some help. He's been just incredible and some incredible answered prayers for us along the way. Hopefully you'll add that to the monument. So <laughs> you were on TBN Meets around three years ago, chatting with Leon. Yeah. And you were in a different place in terms of the project then to where you are now. Can you tell us quickly what's happened in those last three years? Yeah, I mean, we, at that point we had five designs that were shortlisted but we had no land, mm. 
Um, we were just a, a motley crew of people, really, to be honest. Some would say we're still a motley crew of people, <laughs> but that's... Uh, and and we so we didn't know what it was going to look like and we didn't know where it was going to be. And, and that's one of the challenges, really, because you're trying to share a vision with people and you can't really tell them exactly what it looks like and you can't tell them where it's going to be. So really, over the last three years, we've been seeking to answer those questions and we can, we can answer them today and show you the final design and, and tell you how we got the land as well. And that's so exciting. And in those three years yeah. where you've kind of gone from the process of, okay, we've got no land, we've got no design, we've just got this vision and we really believe in it. Um, that's a lot of faith and patience. Now, what do you think has been the most powerful transformation in you in that time? Um, I, well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it like this. I was, I was walking one day and, uh, on Dartmoor and I've got a rubbish sense of navigation. And so I'm walking on Dartmoor and then suddenly I think, I'm, I'm lost, I don't know where I am. And I couldn't remember where I'd parked my car and I had no idea which way to walk back. And, and I saw in this distance this grey horse mm. and I thought, I passed that grey horse on the way. And so I thought, right, I'll go back to that grey horse. Well, who, everyone knows using a, something that moves as your reference point is not a good thing, is it? So, so and that's one of the things that I've learned in this journey is, you know, we have good things that happen mm. and we have bad things that happen. And if I use either of those as my reference point, yeah. I'm lost. So what I use as my reference point are what God has said to me, the prophetic words, I write those all down, I read them regularly, and we write down every time he's answered a prayer for us on the journey. Because when we need finance, we read through all the times that he's provided finance and say, do you know what, if you've done it once, God, you can do it again. And that's the heart, really, of why we want to share a million prayers, because then everybody can access that database of stories and go, well, if you can do it for that person, then you can do, do it for us, God. And we're about to reveal kind of the winning design in a moment, but before I get to that, would you have done anything differently? I, it's sort of no. I mean, clearly you make mistakes along the way, right? And, and, um, but I, I sort of think that's part of the journey. And I actually believe that God is, is more interested in the journey for all the team that are on this than the actual end outcome, as crazy as that might sound. Mm. And so for me to align myself with God's heart, I feel I've got to have that same emphasis on understanding what he wants to teach me through the journey. Mm. So the mistakes that I've made, there's plenty. I'm sure I'll make plenty more. But that each time I learn more of who he is, and I think, I mean, it sounds a bit cheesy, but it really has been a privilege. Mm to like walk with him on this, because you're just on the edge all the time. You're just totally dependent on him all the time, but you just learn more and more of who Jesus is, which is, you can't, you can't, you can't buy that, can you? And he's so kind. I think he, like you say, he always comes through right at the moment, yeah. and always right on time and, and in the moment where you seem to learn or get the most out of it. And it's... Yeah, I, I would say, I think if God ever had a website, it would be lastminute.com. <laughs> Seems... Or, what we, or what we feel is love. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because I, I never forget once I was hearing someone preach and they said, you know, everywhere you're going to go, God's already been. Yeah. And so for us, we panic because we're like, this is the last, like nothing else. We're in last chance to live. This yeah. is the last chance I've got to pay this bill to make yeah. this decision to get this yeah. bit of land. And actually he was just like, 
No, that was never the plan, actually. Yeah. <laughs> there was a plan and it was... And that's why the reference points become so important. Yeah. Because remembering that he's out of time, so if he said it's going to happen here, no matter how it feels right here now, I know that that is going to happen. And that's right, just, um, just depending on the unseen mm. and, and almost convincing yourself and reminding yourself that I'm surrounded by God not by the circumstances. I suppose in a sense that's what this monument is for people. Absolutely. It's actually a monument to that kind of sentiment, isn't it, of there will be an answer, like yeah. it will come and, and here are the visual representations of all the time. So you're giving people that reference point times a million in one space. Exactly, because sometimes we have those in our history personally, but then, but then there are other times where you need to get that reference point from somebody else's experience. Yeah. So... To get back to the design, yeah. so your team, they ran a global architecture competition where anyone, it's kind of scary, could submit a design and you received over 133 from 25 countries. You got down to the final four. So before we show the picture, tell us how did you end up choosing this design? So it, it then becomes quite technical. When we got to the four, that was completely anonymous. So we had no idea what country they were from, who they were, nothing. We just went purely on the design. Then we have to meet with the architects, try and suss them out a little bit. And then we pulled together a technical panel. So we've got civil engineers, structural engineers, urban landscape experts you know you name it and you know i've i've always taken the approach on this that i want to be world class yeah and so the brief that we we had to put a more detailed brief together uh for the architects to explain in more detail what we wanted once we'd got the land secured which i'll tell you about in a minute and and then and then we're really going through a fine tooth comb every element mm -hmm. of it and, and judging the, the types of bricks, judging the impact on the environment, you, you name it. No, no stone was unturned, Literally. really, <laughs> to, be, to be really, really thorough. Because, you know, we've got to get this through planners and they need to see that level of expertise and professionalism. So that's really important to us. So we had uh, one panel that, that um, went through that process. And then we had a second panel uh, which had, you know, people like Stephen Timms MP, uh, the mayor of the West, West Midlands region, you know, all the, the high and mighty who then came. We had the uh, lady who commissioned the Angel of the North wow. who, was, who was on it. So some other experts bringing a slightly less technical but more usability yeah. aspect to it to get, that, to get that final one. So we can actually now, can now at this yeah. moment reveal the final design so wow look at that so that's by a, a company called snug architects in winchester um and it's about 50 meters in height uh it's a mobius strip and we love that uh in the technical panel the fact that it's got this sense of infinity that god's always answering prayers and what they did really cleverly was, so it's a circle that, that twists, so you've got this infinite side to it, but they actually split the bottom of it and built the visitor centre okay. 
okay. inside it. And this was the challenge for all the architects was on the one hand, we wanted something that was really iconic, that was gonna uh, grab people as they drove past or fly past or go past on the train, you know, some intrigue. So they wanna find out more about it. But when they get there, we want it to be a really interactive experience. And so this is what it will kind of look like from the inside outside, I suppose you're yeah, inside so of this, this point. Is, so this is one of the areas where you basically, you're inside it, but then you start to walk outside and the wall light lifts up and goes mm -hmm. up to the heavens. And you'll be able to put your phone up against any of these bricks here and your phone will light up and it'll tell you the specific story Amazing. that that brick represents. So we've got, you know, people are giving us store 500 word stories of wow. this is what Jesus did in my life. And some of those are, immediate answer prayers. Some of them are where people have prayed for decades. Mm. And some of them are, 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 are times when people have prayed and the answer has been no. Yeah. So we want to take people on the journey. So they'll, they'll get out of their car, they'll download the app, they'll, they'll put in the things that interest them and then the app will uniquely guide them around the wall and sort of buzz and show them the, the bricks that are going to be most helpful to them because what we want to do is we want to inspire the nation to pray. That's absolutely amazing. And, and also, as well as all of that, finding the right area um, was a long and prayerful decision. And there's an amazing story behind yeah. how you were given the land. Um, so can you yeah. tell a bit well, about that? Well, yeah, sort of the last time we, we came and met with you, we were at the stage where we had no land and you sort of get a little whisper in your ear going, you've got no land, you've got no money, it's a fantasy. Mm. You know? And uh, my wife and I went to, we decided we just wanted some time to retreat and pray. And we went to Bethel Church in Redding, California. And then this lady came up to us and said, I've got a word of God for you, which was, uh, God wants you to know he's got some heavenly land that he's already prepared for you, which if we stop there, that's amazing. You go the other side of the globe and somebody brings you a word about the land. So we, we got that recorded and we played it to our intercessors. One of our intercessors said, well, if God's told us he's got the land, I'm just going to ask him for more detail. Yeah. She said, that, that's going to save that's us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really cool. I thought, well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, why not? So she's, she's brushing her teeth one night and in her head going, God, it'd be really good to know more detail. Mm. And then God gives her this word and she says to her husband I think I know where it is and so she types the word into uh, Google Maps and then and then up pops a dental practice I know this sounds strange up pops a dental practice above the dental practice was a motorway and then above that was a piece of land so she circles a piece of land emails me and said either this is the land or the person who owns it is really significant what she didn't know was two weeks previous, the owner of that land had emailed me and asked to meet, which again wow. is amazing. I then meet with this guy, he's like poker face businessman, <laughs> not giving me a hint that he likes it or not. You know. <laughs> and then at the end he said, um, of course you know about the trust fund. And God had given me the vision for this 15 years ago, mm. 15 and a half years ago, he'd set up a trust fund. And one of the aims was to build a national landmark about Jesus. Wow. I mean, utterly incredible. So he sort of said, well, I'm going to go and pray about it. I'm like, this is so obvious. <laughs> you don't need to pray about it. you know. And, and so he comes back and he said, yeah, we want to give you some land. Wow. So that, at that point, I then told him 
about the word that this lady had given me. I'd not told him before because I didn't want to manipulate. Mm. And he looked at it and he said, well, that might be really tricky. And then he gave us another piece of land, which was a few miles down the road, which was great, you know. And then something happened beyond our control, which meant we couldn't use that piece of land. So then he gave us another piece of land. And again, something happened beyond our control. Wow. By this time, I'm tearing my hair out, you know, <laughs> it's like doing my nut in. And, um, and then eventually the, they, the company that owned all this portfolio of land paid an architect to look at the, all the pieces of land that they owned and pick the one that was best suited for them. Wow. And guess what? He came back with the piece that the woman had circled a year and a half previous. I mean, it's just incredible. That is absolutely astounding. So we're going to have a look at that land yeah. and just kind of have a sense of this with, is kind of the space. Yeah, with the walls superimposed on it. And, and so on the left-hand side, we've got the M6. On the right-hand side, we've got the M42. So this is on the edge of Birmingham going in. And not only that, but just like 100 metres to the right, we'll have HS2 going into Birmingham as it slows down to go into Birmingham and it's in a flight path. So half a million journeys are going to go past this per week. I mean, it's astounding. And we can't, we've got an image of kind of seeing it through kind of a car window. Yeah. So that's what people driving by, which of course, you know, anyone who drives by anything that's big on the motorway, you kind of want to go, what's that? What's all that about? And then you yeah. want to know what it is. And then you're probably going to Google it to find out or any other search engine that's available. <laughs> and you're probably going to look around and kind of just see what is it. And exactly right. What an amazing, right in the heart of the of the country. In the heart of the nation for the heart of the nation. That's why we're doing it. And, and you know, we didn't want to have any Christian iconography on it because we want to create an intrigue. Uh, a lot of people said to the architect when he first did the design, hey, that's impossible. You'll never be able to do that with bricks. But his, his structural engineers are genius and they've worked out a way to do it. And we love that. We love that, the fact that people think it would be impossible to build because you know, we'll have a million impossible stories. And I think this, and you know, later on, you know, we'll ask the viewers how that how we can just keep praying for this and, and what you'd like us to pray into. But literally, I, I think in my own head, so I'm a bit of a, I'm into the news. So I think I remember way back in the recess of my mind, hearing something about a monument of answered prayers. And I think, you know, even in your own head, you think, oh, yeah, that's a nice idea. I just don't know where they would put it, who would say yes, why would they say yes? I think there's all these things that yeah. kind of go around in your head about all the reasons why this couldn't happen. And I'm sure many people have said that to you, and I guess it's kind of a bit of that Noah syndrome of there's a flood coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to build an ark. And everyone says, what's a flood? What's an ark? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's... I'm, I'm sure it was different language, so I they mean, didn't I, have that. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose the thing is you... you if I knew all the detail... Yeah. that I know now, it would probably scare me to death and I wouldn't have got started. And, and I'm really thankful that I am stupid. And so <laughs> I just don't know all the things yeah. that are coming, but I'm just taking them one at a time. And, you know, it's just been incredible. You know, when, um, uh, when David built the temple and, and, mm. and um, you know, they, they said they're going to bring all the, all the resources that he needs 
It has been incredible. I'll speak at a church and then guess what? Just so happens there's a planning consultant who can help me. I'll speak somewhere else and there's a civil engineer who can help me. And it's been incredible how God has just brought me the right resource at the right time to help us get over the line. And, you know, when this is completed, you know, it will be crowdfunded. But not only crowdfunded, it will be crowd-resourced because we'll have so hundreds and thousands of volunteers to make this happen, mm. but also crowd-created. It will be the first national landmark globally that the people of the nation have built together by sharing their stories in there. Mm. So it's not like a one-man band. And, and I, I think that's the thing that excites me, that people, when they look at it, will go, there is no way that that bloke and his team could have pulled that off. Mm. And it has to be impossible for God to be glorified. And that's what we want at the end of the day is to people go, wow, God has, God has pulled the strings to make, to make this happen. And so there is a team around you, of course, your wife who will have walked this whole bless journey her. with you, bless her. You know, what, what did they think then? And, and how has it been with people joining the journey? And I suppose this dream almost feels very personal. It's kind of like yeah. a, a personal vision you had. And now more and more people, you have to release bits of it yeah. to other people to take on. How has that been? Well, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. And, and if God tells me to let go of it tomorrow and give it to a better man, I'll do it in a heartbeat. It's rock hard. So I'm happy to do that because it's not... I think when we did the crowdfunding right at the very beginning, which was really painful and God broke through in an amazing way with two days to go, that was God teaching me this is his project, not mine. Yeah. So, so I think in anything in the things of God, you have to hold it lightly. My family are being amazing. You know, I, I just wouldn't have got this far without my wife. She's just incredible, an incredible level of faith. Mm. And, and that spurs us, spurs, spurs us on, you know. So I think the times when we, when we wobble or the team wobble, yeah. that's when you just go back to the principles. And the principles are, what has God said? What does the word of God say? You know, and... and and what are the answered prayers? Those are, our, those are our points that keep us strong and keep us on, on target. So what's next? What's the next steps of the journey? Yeah, so we, we now uh, need to raise 315,000. Uh, I can't believe I'm just right rolling that off my tongue, like <laughs> 315. But if God's helped us to raise 50,000 to begin with, then 125 to the next, it's like, well, if he's done that, why can't he do it again and again? Yeah. So we need to raise that to get the planning permission. We have to do archeological surveys, heritage surveys, ecological surveys, all this thing to create our planning application. We're hoping to submit that at the end of the year. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully we'll be successful. I believe we will be. And then we wanna start building in 2020. That will then enable us to complete by 2022, wow. just in time for the Commonwealth Games. So the eyes of the world will be on Birmingham yeah. and just at that time, we'll be launching a national landmark about Jesus. That's quite exciting, isn't it? It is, and as someone from the Birmingham area, that's the town of my birth, okay. it's exciting. And I used to take that trip to London all the time. So. I know that, you know, it will be some, it's a route that commuters use every day and what a great way to build faith in that sense. Absolutely. How can people get involved if they want to get involved? Well, uh, number one, we want people to pray. Yeah. 
you know, I, I do believe that to pull this off is a, is, is a spiritual battle as well. Mm. I think we just have to be real about that. I wasn't really into that, but I've learned that over the last few years. Mm. So, so if people can stand with us and pray and you can, you can go on to the website and sign up for that. We need volunteers. I think we're going to be able to achieve this through social media. So we need people to help us on that. And then we need finance. Um, and then the most important thing is we need those stories. Yeah. And that's the bit that is thrilling where you think your story can go onto a, a, a brick in this wall and maybe a hundred years time, somebody is gonna go up with their phone or whatever technology they've mm -hmm. got in those days and they're gonna read your story and your story is gonna give them hope yeah. where they thought they had none. And hopefully they're gonna discover through your story the God who answers. I mean, literally, it's like Hebrews 11, isn't it? Great stories of faith in a monument that we can absolutely. actually just look at and see. And I think that's just absolutely awesome. Now, this has been in your life for such a long time now. When it's up, what will you do? I've, I've uh, told my wife I'm going to go and be a postman in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointed out that I don't get up early in the morning and I don't like carry things, but I'm like, at least I'll have two weeks of rest. So, uh, hey... Let's let let's see what happens. You know, um, I'll, I'm sure God has a plan. Yeah. I don't need to know it right now. I just need to know the next steps for the next few days and we'll take it from there. Well, I know that our viewers will definitely be standing with you in prayer for those things you've spoken Thank about. You. Thank you so much for coming. It's been great to have you um, share this story that is inspiring and it's inspired me. So until next time on TBN Meets, goodbye. At TBN UK, we want the gospel to be in as many homes in this country as possible. Will you pray with us that we continue to work with the vision that God has given? That's one way of partnering with TBN UK. Or you can tell someone about this podcast, our 24-7 programming on Freeview Channel 65 or Sky Channel 582. You can follow us on social media or give. It costs £15 a minute to spread the gospel via TV. For more information on how to join us in sharing the love of Jesus through media, go to tbnuk.org. Thank you for listening.